Hello there. My name is James George and I welcome you to yet another amazing episode of Moment of Clarity. Today's episode is a continuation of our previous series, Identity Crisis. And today we want to focus on the danger of unbelief, right? There's a reason we are called believers in Christ Jesus. Because our job is to believe and being evil is not passive. Yes, it's not just having a positive idea about something. Yes, we've been told many times, only believe. And sometimes we think believing means to just think about something, agree with it, and then go astray. No, believing is active. Believing affects who you are. Believing affects what you do. Believing affects how you see yourself. For example, John 1 verse 12, as many as receive him, right? So then he give the power to become the sons of God, even to those who believe on his name, right? Now, they believed and they received and it, it did something to them, right? It brought them to a position where they received the right or the power, the ability to call themselves children of God. Now, that's how powerful belief is. Belief is active. Believing is an active word. It's an active experience. It's an active engagement that brings, that does something to you, it affects your identity. It means that if you choose to deny or refuse to believe, it can also do something to your identity. A person who believes in Jesus, right, does not just say, I believe in Jesus and go to sleep. Believing in Jesus does something to you. Believing in Jesus must be accompanied by things like the fruits of repentance, right? the fruits of righteousness, prayer, fellowship, baptism, and repentance from, you know, dead works, right? Re receiving the Holy Ghost, embracing his eternal life, and following Jesus as a disciple. But it starts with the word believing. And by believing, we are translated. By believing, our identity is changed. Now, by all belief, something also happens to you. Every time you choose to take a step of unbelief, you are picking up an identity that is contrary to who or what God says you are. It's very important you pick this point. The Bible tells us in Isaiah chapter 7 verse 9, the B part says, if you do not believe, you will not be established. Your stability, your standing life greatly depends on whether you believe or not, on what you believe and or what you refuse to do. So for example, you, should, you could sit down and think about your life right now and say, what in Christ do I really believe? If I believe in eternal life, what am I doing or what is the fruit of that belief in my life? The fruit of your belief in eternal life, for example, will drive you to want to know about eternal life. Will drive you to want to know what does eternal life have to offer? What's my responsibility? What's my role, right? What's the role of eternity in my life? What's the fruit of eternity in my life? And what's my own responsibility? What do I have to do? What do I have to say? What do I need to practice? What do I need to engage myself in? All of this is nothing outside the concept of believing. They are all part of believing. And so I believe that with this, your understanding of the word belief is expanding. I believe that strongly. But now, the, the focus of today's episode is actually the danger of unbelief. Just like I have said, if belief 
helps you position in your identity in Christ. If believing in God's word, believing in the finished work of Jesus, believing in everything God says you are, gives you a beautiful position in that identity. What do you think unbelief will do to you? Good. You got that right. It's going to not only rob you of the benefit of that identity, it will position you in the place of people who have a contrary identity. Let me give you an example. Let's say there is a king who has a son, right? The prince of his kingdom. And as the prince of his kingdom is the heir to the throne, obviously, and he has his own benefit as the son. But let's say this son was, is not the biological son of the king. He was adopted. He knows he's adopted. But the king continues to assure him that he's the son of the kingdom and he is the heir to the throne. So whatever he needs, all he has to do is to ask, call the guards, make your request, and it will be done. And then this person chooses not to believe in what the king is telling him and chooses rather to go sit in an orphanage hall or among beggars on the street, takes off his royal raiment, sends his guard home, takes up a beggar's rag, puts it on, and sits by the side of the road. What's going to happen to him? He is going to expose himself to everything that befalls those beggars. If it rains, he's going to get drenched and soaked by that rain. If those beggars are often molested and abused, he's going to be abused. If those beggars starve, he's also going to starve. If those beggars get scorched by the sun or whatever natural elements, he's going to suffer the same fate. Now, does that excuse the fact that he is the heir to the throne? No, it's, that's the reality. The fact that he refused to believe that he is the heir to the throne, regardless of his adoption status, affected his identity and the result. Yes, he's, he's still the son of the king, but his unbelief made him turn down the protection, provision, and every other benefit of being the king's son. And because of that alone, he exposed himself to all the outcomes of being an outsider. Sadly so, this is what many of us children of God suffer. We suffer from unbelief in ourselves. We suffer from unbelief in people so much that Somebody, God sends somebody into your life to be a blessing to you. But unbelief in people generally, I don't trust people. They've hurt me, made you to turn yourself away from them. And as a result of that, you expose yourself to danger and to damage and to lack. Whereas you are praying, God help me. And God is like, I've sent someone, somebody to you. I've sent help to you, but you simply refuse to believe. Jesus had the same experience with the Pharisees and he looked at them and said, I cry for you because we are going to suffer the consequences of your actions and it will be simply because you did not know the day of your visitation. I want you to keep replaying this analogy of the king and his son. The Bible says that we have been adopted as sons into God's kingdom and he says if the son of the house makes you free, you are free indeed. And so choosing to mean in this brings you to the experience of that identity and choosing not to believe in it brings you also to another experience and into another identity but an identity that is contrary to all 
that is rent for you. As you listen to this episode of Moments of Creator, I want you to think about everything I heard and to ask yourself, what do I really believe about God, about myself and about people? What does God say? What does God's word say about me? And how does my life really align with it? One, what do I believe about people and how does it affect who I am? Two, what do I believe about myself and how does it affect how I see the world? Ask yourself these questions and think about them. You will discover that each of your mindset about this affects you, either positively or negatively. But the good news is this, that by hearing this right now, it means that God wants to deliver you. God wants you to find yourself. God wants you to walk in your true identity. God wants you to embrace what his word says. Is it going to be easy? No. Everything in life is going to challenge your belief system. Everything in the world is going to challenge. And there's going to be a challenge between your feeling and what God's word says, your experiences and what God's word says. But believing means you are standing with God regardless of what you feel or what somebody says about God. And if you're listening to me today and you don't yet have an active relationship with the Lord. Yes, you may say, I believe in Jesus, but your belief is really a passive belief and not an active one. I want you to know that the saving grace of the Lord is the experience of those who actively believe in the Lord, not just those who say they believe in the Lord. The Bible tells us we have to do two things. Number one, believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus. Believe that He's the Son of God and that He died and he rose for your sake and confess it with your mouth and you shall be saved. By believing and confessing, you show your belief through your works. You are speaking it. You are not ashamed to say, I am a child of God. I am saved. I believe in what God's word says about me and I'm walking in the light of that. By believing and service, you position yourself to become a Christian. I could begin to talk about I am a girl. You can see me as a boy, but I am a girl. And the more I keep telling you this is who I am, probably the more I start seeing myself like that, even though it's a lie. Right? And God is bringing you to hear these words today because He wants to give you a chance to have a relationship with Jesus. And if you would like to make Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life so that you can be a part of God's family and have identity, have your identity or enjoy the experience, of having that beautiful identity as a child of God. I'd like to pray with you this moment. Say this after me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner who cannot help himself. I need your saving grace. I need your salvation. I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ came into the world to die for my sins and that he was crucified to pay the ultimate price so that I may be saved and be a part of your family. I believe that he rose again and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God and one day will return. Therefore, I confess this with my mouth and I ask Lord Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. Wash me clean. Give me your eternal life and write my name in the book of life. Make me a part of your family and fill my heart with the hope of salvation. Thank you for coming into my heart today. In Jesus' name, amen. Congratulations, my friend. 
By making that prayer, you make up your mind to follow Jesus. By making that prayer, you declare that you believe in Jesus. And this belief will do something to you. It transports you, the Bible says, from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. It takes you and gives you an inheritance among the saints. So everything that every believer all around the world is going to receive in Christ, you are also coming to receive that. And if you would like to grow in your faith, I encourage you to join any Bible-believing church around you and to stay connected to the Word of God as best you can. Start to pray, start to read your Bible, attend fellowships, and stay tuned to Moment of Clarity, of course, so that you can partake in the contributions and giving in the Word of God. Until next time, I hope that this word ministers to your heart, whether you just give your life to Christ or you're already in the faith, that what you believe or what you choose not to believe is going to affect, going to affect how you see yourself, how you see God, how you see people. What you believe or what you choose not to believe will affect the experience we are going to have. And if you are going to be experiencing the best of all God sees you are and all God sees you have, then you must make up your mind to keep believing everything that God's word says. And by doing that, you bring yourself into that experience. Until next time, I remain your host, James Church, and I trust that you stay bound to Jesus all the days of your life. In Jesus' name, amen. <music>